0: All right, we are really launching today. I want to use this as an introduction to introduce this message called The Presence of God. And I told you that God has given me a word for 2024 that 2024 is a year for Impact Church of the presence of the Lord. And a few weeks ago, I kind of did a prelude to it a prequel and kind of gave you the message entitled Empty Vessels. And, I, and we, we really should have spent, if you did what I did, I spent all of December looking through, asking God to search my heart. Show me stuff I need to get rid of. Show me stuff I need to empty out of so I can be ready for you to fill me up. And so today I want to use this as an introduction to help you get, catch the heart of what God is trying to say to us with the presence throughout 2024. And then all throughout the month of January, i want to spend the month of January going into detail each week, teaching you these principles I'm giving you today. So once again, the word of the Lord for us is that 2024 is a year of the presence of the Lord. It's a year for God's people to become God's shadow and only move when he moves and stay still when he's staying still. The world around you will get darker and more fearful and more confusing in 2024. There will be events that will shatter the confidence of some and throw entire man-made systems into chaos. But those who have anchored their life in the presence of the Lord will not only survive the dark times, but they will thrive in the dark times. And others will look to you for consolation and direction. Practice my presence daily and throughout each day. Long for my presence like you long for oxygen to breathe. Gather together with others who esteem my presence and separate yourself from any intimate connections with those who dishonor my presence. The gulf is widening, and the glory is necessary in order for you to know how to take steps of victory. Now, here it is. The decision is yours. Choose today and every day throughout 2024. Will it be blessing and presence and wisdom and favor and healing and prosperity and protection and everything that heaven has in store for you, or will 2024 be filled with struggle and carnality, and doing everything my own way, and listening to all the things that the world is trying to tell me, and public opinion, and everything that Satan wants to throw your way. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. Now, the Bible says this to us about the presence of the Lord in Psalm number 16, verse 1. It says, you will show me the path of life in your presence. Everybody shout God's presence. God's presence. Come on, everybody shout God's presence. God's presence. In your presence, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, God, there are pleasures forevermore. The Bible makes it very clear that in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. Well, now, how many know, I believe this is on my heart, that he doesn't keep his, his, his joy in his presence and his peace somewhere else. So in the presence of God is fullness of joy, but there's also fullness of peace in his presence. I believe there's fullness of protection. How many know if you're right there next to God, ain't nobody going to mess with you? Fullness of protection is in His presence. Fullness of provision is in His presence. Fullness of rest is in His presence. Fullness of healing is in the presence of God. Fullness of wisdom is in the presence of God. Fullness of love is in the presence of God. But watch this. I also believe that fullness of God's character is in His presence. Which means the more time I spend over in the presence of God, hanging out with Him, come on, worshiping Him, come on, somebody spending time in prayer with God, the more I spend time letting my thoughts be his thoughts, then it's going to not just change the circumstance around me. It's going to change what's happening within me. Being in God's presence, it changes what is taking place on the inside of me. In fact, I'd say this way. Every answer we need awaits us in the presence of God, and God wants to fill us up. He wants to fill us up. In fact, Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, verse 10, the Amplified Bible says the thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have that life in abundance, watch this, to the full until it what? Overflow. Come on, I can't hear it. until it what? Overflow. Come on, you didn't say it like you mean until it does what? Overflow. You mean Jesus wants you to live an overflowing life? Yeah. I mean, that's what he said. He said the thief, that's the devil. He comes for no other reason. So anything, anybody the devil sends your way, the ultimate purpose for them being in your life is to steal from you, is to kill something in you, and to destroy something that God wants to do for you. Jesus said, that's not why I showed up, though, which means that, watch this, tragedy doesn't come from Jesus Christ. Cancer doesn't come from Jesus Christ. Give me an amen, somebody. He said, because I came that you might have life and enjoy life and have that life in abundance to the full until it gets to the place where you're overflowing. And when your life is overflowing with the goodness of God, now you can spill over and be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. Amen. God wants to fill our lives with every promise that Jesus paid for. But here's the problem. We told you this a few weeks ago. God can't fill us with more of him if we're already at capacity with the clutter of the world. Come on, it's the last day of the year, man. <laughs> he can't fill us with more of him. He saying 2024, is a, a few hours away. I am I got my, my bucket, I'm ready to pour into you. But he can't fill us with more of him if we're already at capacity with the clutter of the world, which is why for 2024, we must empty out in 2023 so that God has room to fill us up in 2024. Come on, you still out there? You're going home already. And that means you got about 14 hours to empty out. If I was you, I'd be texting somebody while you're sitting in here right now. Don't call me no more. Don't you dare lose my number. Come on. He said, empty out in 2023 so you have space for him to fill you up in 2024. Now, all of us love a word from God that is filled with hope and expectation. I mean, if the word says you're going you, to get a million dollars by February 10th,
1: oh, shout out!
0: We love a word that is filled with hope, expectation, and a promise of everything being wonderful in every way. And even though the word that I just read to you, and I didn't make that up. I didn't sit here and say, this will be good. I'm sitting there listening, getting a download from God, a prophetic download from God. And even though it speaks of some dark times that are coming and it talks about some of the systems around us going to be thrown into chaos, the word that I just gave you, honestly, is a very positive word. In fact, you know, the Lord spoke to the the pastor of our Detroit church, Pastor DJ, this past week. He was in prayer, and God started dealing with him about this particular word, and he clarified this. He he said that the Lord said to him that the darkest days are past, and things are going to start to brighten up. Come on, somebody should have shouted over that. (laughs) You you don't believe that? Stop, just stop, just stop, just stop. Do, Do you actually not believe that? You don't, believe in, you don't believe in prophecy? You, you you. Can, I, can I tell you again what God said about your 2024? He said the darkest days are past, and things in your life are getting ready to start to brighten up. Hallelujah. Let me I want I to tell you what God said about your 2024. He said that the darkest days are past. And things in your life that have been dark are getting ready to start to brighten up. If I was you, I'd get a little bit excited that, come on, the sun is getting ready to shine again. Come on, things are turning around again. It's a word that says things are going to brighten up. But watch this. That word, however, is for those who decide now to abide or live in that secret place with God. And allow God's presence to shine through us. Think about what God just said. He said it's getting ready to get really dark for the world. But it's getting ready to get really bright for my kids. I know some of you real intellectuals are like, well, I don't see. We're still living in the world. So if it gets dark for the rest of the world, pastor. That means it's probably going to get dark for us, too. Well, if you haven't read your Bible, then you don't know that God has already demonstrated that he knows how to make it bright for his kids, even when it's dark for everybody else. Let let, let me just read to you. Over in the book of Exodus, chapter 10, you remember when when Pharaoh had the children of Israel held as slaves, and God sent Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go, and all the plagues came against Egypt? There was one plague in particular in Exodus, chapter 10, verse 21. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward the sky so that darkness may come over the land of Egypt. A darkness which is so awful that it may be felt. People will be able to feel it is so dark. So watch this. Me, that means it's not just a physical darkness. When you can feel it, that means it's touching your soul. In fact, I never even considered it. That's something demonic. When it's darkness that is so dark that you can feel it, that's not just with your eyes. That means that every fiber of your being feels how dark it has gotten. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky. And for three days, a thick darkness was all over the land of Egypt. For three days, there was no sun. There was no moon. There was no stars. The Egyptians could not see one another, nor did anybody leave their house for three days. But, but. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to set some, a, a stage for you. It was dark for everybody. But all the Israelites had supernatural light in their dwellings. <laughs> what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying while all the Egyptians were experiencing a thick darkness that they could feel, watch this, God's people had supernatural light notice he said supernatural light that means that they didn't have candles and lanterns and flashlights they had a super you say what was it that caused them inside their house now watch it they went in the street it was dark but if they stayed in the house they had light Uh, so i'm trying to tell you for 2024 you don't want to be caught out in the street with the egyptians If you're hanging out with the Egyptians, don't think that brightness is coming out there. In the house, though, there's going to be a whole lot of light. Supernatural light. That's 2024. For all those that abide in God's presence, you're going to have a supernatural life. Folks are going to be trying to figure out why are things just working for you when it's not working for everybody else? Why are people coming to your business when they're not going to other folks' business? Why are you still increasing and multiplying? How are you still so healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet? Why are you not depressed when everybody around you is depressed? Why are you not sad? Why do you have joy like a river that nobody can take away from you? There's a light that the Bible says God can bring to His kids, even when darkness is all around us. But why? Says, "Well, we got to understand the assignment. Why is God bringing that kind of light to us?" Matthew chapter five tells us. He says, "You are like salt for the whole human race. But if that salt loses its saltiness, there's no way to make it salty again. It has become worthless, so it is thrown out and people trample on it." Then he says, you also like light for the whole world. Somebody say, light for the whole world. Light Come on, say, light for the whole world. Whole tell your neighbor, you are light for the whole world. Light you know what I mean? That, that means that you're light for all the people around you that are right now sitting in darkness. You're light for the whole world. A city that is built on a hill cannot be hid. Boy, I this. Nobody lights a lamp and then puts it under a bowl. No, when you light a lamp, you put it on a lampstand so it can give light for everybody in the house to see. See, we don't, what God is saying to us is that it's going to get darker next year for the world. But the reason why I've caused you to be born again, the reason why I've called you to be taught the word of God, the reason why I've called you to understand the life of faith is so that as it gets darker for everybody else, the light that's shining on the inside of you is going to be bright enough not to blind them and make them feel bad about themselves. It's going to be bright enough to light the way so they can realize even when it's dark around them, God is still bringing light. Amen. Can I get an amen, somebody? Amen. I said, Can I get an amen? amen. So, I mean, even like this. I mean, you know, if I, if I take my light on my cell phone right here, see, see, light doesn't really mean a whole lot when there's other light going on. Let me that light on my cell phone. I mean, it's a nice light, man. It's an a, a iPhone. It's not like an Android or something. A... <laughs> this is a light, and there's no fear of fire breaking loose in my hand or anything, man. Watch <laughs> this. But light, this light doesn't mean as much when you got all the rest of this light. But if it were to suddenly go dark in this place, man. And all of a sudden, watch this. Every eye now goes to the light. Every eye now appreciates his light. And notice what happens if you keep it dark long enough, eventually you start seeing other people find some light. And their light starts to shine. And then 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 their light starts to shine. And and before you know it, you look around and where it was dark, the people of God just made it light again. Watch this. And if you don't have a light, you try to get real close to somebody who does have a light. And what God said is for 2024, it's going to get dark for the world, but the people of God are getting ready to the light the place up. Woo! Praise God. Let there be lights. God is trying to do something for the people of God, and he needs us to understand the assignment. Listen to this. God is positioning his people to show forth his glory, his power, his anointing, and his provision to a world that is running out of answers. (laughs) God's putting us in position to show forth his glory, his anointing, his power. His provision to a world that is running out of answers. If you go back and read in scripture, I'm trying to set you up for something. There's something that happens when you get over into the presence of God. Moses spent 40 days over in the presence of God, talking to God, communing with God. When he came back, he didn't realize anything was different. But When he came back, the Israelites looked at him and his whole face was shiny. In fact, they were afraid to even approach him because he came off the mountain with God and his whole face was lit up. And Moses put a veil over his face because he didn't even know how to interact with folks like that. There's a a, a passage in the scripture where Jesus goes to something we now call the mountain of transfiguration. We call it that because he went away and spent time with his father, God, had three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John with him. And when he's there communing with his father, watch this, not only did his face light up, the Bible says even his clothes lit up. Moses was in the presence of God, and he lit up. Jesus got along in the presence of God, and he lit up. I, I, I wonder what... Glory might overtake our lives if we really went hard after God for 21 days of fasting and prayer. See, for some of you, you get this sheet and you, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. 21 days, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder what would happen if you actually fasted this year, man. I wonder what would actually happen, man. Every year we talk about 21 days of fasting and prayer. And there's some of you that participate every single year. But there's some of you that don't do a thing toward it. And we're not trying to make you feel bad, but I wonder, what would, I wonder what glory would show up in your life if you actually pushed the social media back for 21 days. I wonder what would happen if you just decided that this flesh cannot have what it wants to have for 21 days. I wonder what would happen if you let a few hunger pains kick in and tell your body this is what it feels like when the spirit man is in control. I'm not letting you have your way. I wonder what would happen, man. If you turned off of all the secular music and the ungodly music you think has no effect on you. I can't tell you how many people have told me it's just music. Don't you know the, the, that, that Lucifer's job was in the music industry? He tried to take over ascending above God to get the worship that belongs to God. The Bible says about Lucifer that he had pipes built within him. He didn't need a keyboard He didn't need a a guitar. He had pipes built within him. He was a a one-man walking, worshiping band until he stopped worshiping God and started desiring the worship. So when he became Satan, you don't think that he ever lost the desire to have worship. And you don't think he ever lost the understanding of how powerful music is. And even right now, the enemy's got some of you in a vice grip. The reason why you're depressed so much is that the stuff that you're allowing to go into your ears is tainting your spirit so bad. We're not the ones that sit around and say you can only listen to Christian music or it's a sin to listen to anything else. But you have to have enough understanding that everything that goes into your ears goes down into your heart and it affects you on the inside. And for some of you, you have not been able to hear clearly what God is trying to say to you. So you're walking around in confusion. You're walking around messed up. You're walking around depressed and discouraged and in darkness. What would happen, man, if you actually took 21 days and said to the devil, "I'm not listening to anything that actually add value to my spirit, man. I dare you, man. I dare you, to get so radical that you're actually willing to protect your spirit. We should be protecting our spirit 366 days a year. But I dare you to test it out for just 21. The Bible says, guard your heart above everything else you guard. Because out of your heart flow the issues, the boundaries of your whole life. Our life is shaped by what gets into our heart. So I wonder what would happen if you protected your heart for 21 days and gave God a chance. Hear me out. Gave God a chance to be the only one speaking to you. I wonder what would happen, man. I mean, Moses spent 40 days and he lit up. Jesus spent what appears to be a day in the presence of God or so, and his whole face and countenance and closed lip. I wonder what happens, man, if you actually get serious with God for just one time. I wonder if the devil actually would get confused because he doesn't think you would get up and come to this building at 7 a.m. in the morning for prayer. I wonder what would happen, man. There's some of you who cannot come to the building. You live too far. You get, your kids got to go to school. There's some of you who could be here every single day, but you've never even tried. And I wonder what would happen if you actually threw the devil into confusion and let him see just how you look when you go all the way hard after God. Amen? Amen? Four things you can expect in God's presence. This is what I'm going to teach you all throughout the month of January, these four things right here. Number one, if you get over into God's presence, you can expect to be led in his presence. You can expect if you get over into his presence, he's going to lead you. His presence is going to guide you. Over in the Old Testament, they didn't have Holy Spirit on the inside of them. So when Israel would set up camp, the Bible says that there was a pillar of cloud that led them by daytime and a pillar of, a, of fire that led them at nighttime. So how did they know when to move? They didn't have Holy Spirit on the inside of them like we do. So they would set up camp, and they'd have to look up at this cloud. And whenever the cloud moved, they would move. Whenever the cloud stopped, they would stop and they would have to set up this whole camp. Now, if you, you had to go back and read what it took to set up the temple, the tabernacle, and all that. It was, it was a major undertaking. And sometimes the cloud would, would, would stay in a spot for three months. Sometimes the cloud would stay in a spot for three days. You know how frustrating it is? You done spent two whole days putting the temple and the tabernacle back together. You got your tent, and you got your, your, your wife, and you got your pots and everything in the right spot. And then the, the the sound goes out. The cloud is moving. Oh, no, it ain't. <laughs> the devil is a lie now. But what God was teaching them is you got to be sensitive. See, as human beings, we have a tendency to get stuck in a rut. I'm, 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 teaching, I'm preaching a good message right here. Oh, yeah. Hear me out right here. We have a tendency to get stuck in a rut. We just do what we always do without listening. And then when tragedy strikes, It confuses our mind because in the natural, we've been doing everything just right. But what we fail to realize is every day you wake up, you have an enemy who's trying to kill you. And the only reason he doesn't, he can't, is the prayers of the righteous keep us safe. And because God's Holy Spirit, like that cloud, is leading us, guiding us, directing us around the pitfalls and the traps of the enemy. But we've got to be sensitive to his voice. Exodus chapter 33, God says this. The Lord said to Moses, my presence is going to go with you, and I'm going to give you some rest. Moses said, well, that's good. But if your presence does not go with us, then we don't want you to even send us up from here. In other words, Moses says, I'm I'm glad your presence is going, but if your presence doesn't go, I'm not going either. Moses says, if your presence does not lead the way, then I'm going to stay my behind right here. Come on, that's got to be your declaration for 2024. If your presence is not in it, watch well, this. I don't want any parts of it. Anybody willing to make that your confession you for 2024? Say that a lot. If God's presence, God's presence isn't, in it, isn't in it, I don't want any parts of it. Anymore. Now say it like you mean, if God's presence isn't in it, I don't want any parts of it. One more time. If God's presence isn't in it, is then I don't want any parts of it. You know what that means, right? That means if his presence isn't in that relationship, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. That means if his presence isn't in that business idea, now nah, I'll pass. I don't care how much money I can make. That means if his presence isn't in that job promotion or that opportunity to relocate, I don't want anything to do with that. That means that if God's presence, watch well, this, isn't at that concert you are going to go to, I didn't, I didn't say it had to be a gospel concert, but if you, you better pray and make sure you have peace to go, even if it's a gospel concert. Pray and make sure that the cloud that lives on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, is actually giving you peace to go, instead of just mindlessly doing the things that we've been used to doing. Here's a quote for you. Let's commit to listen to God in 2024. So, we won't spend 2025 recovering from having tuned him out. Because hmm? if we're honest with ourselves, watch well, this. A lot of the pain in our lives comes from simply not listening to God. Right, right now, I know we don't like to talk about that because it's easier just to blame the devil. That devil's busy. Yeah, but you've been busy too. And if we're honest, if we stopped being so busy ourselves, he wouldn't have as much to work with. Come on, smile at your pastor real big. Hmm? If we honestly get honest with ourselves, if we start listening to God more, the devil wouldn't have nearly as much territory to work with. Second thing that we can expect in God's presence is we can expect to be healed in his presence. Healing happens in the presence of God. Luke six eighteen, they all came to hear Jesus teach, and they came to be healed of their sicknesses, and he healed those who were troubled by evil spirits. See, whenever people got into Jesus' presence, they not only got a word from him, they also got healed by him. Can I just tell you this? We have too many people who are in church but not in Jesus' presence outside of church. And you say, how do you know that, Pastor? Because we're still walking around too sick and in pain. I don't just mean physically. I mean emotionally scarred. We're still walking around not mentally well. And a lot of it is simply because we haven't come to Jesus to lay that burden at his feet. Can I just tell you this? He wants to make you well. Spirit, soul, and body. The third thing that we can expect in his presence, we can expect to be empowered in his presence. Empowered in his presence. See, the presence of God, listen to this, it validates our authority. There's something about getting over into God's presence. You walk out like a giant, man. It validates our authority. And we're living in a time that I believe is going to be very similar to the time when Elijah had the battle with the prophets of Baal. We're living in a time where it's time out for all the theories, and we're going to sit and have a debate about it. You got some folks out here on social media, especially, they're so doggone smart. At the moment they think they might have something on some pastor, they rush in, man. But we're living in a time right now where it's not going to be debate. I'm not going to sit around and theorize with you. We're going to say, all right, let's, let's see which God answers by fire. Let's see which God can heal this cancer right here. We're living in a time where your neighbors are going to need to not just hear what you're saying, but see the power of God flowing through you. God hasn't stopped healing. Part of the problem is we've been waiting on healing to happen from people that got a title in front of their name. You don't need bishop in front of your name to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You don't need to be pastor or minister or have preached your first sermon What you need to do is be a believer who trusts God and is willing to put yourself out there in these prayers. I'm not guaranteeing results. I'm guaranteeing a prayer. And as I pray and make a declaration over you, I have trust that the God I serve can intervene in a way that no doctor can. And the fourth thing you can expect is to be prospered in his presence. See, God's presence will cause a favor to rest on you that attracts everything that you need to fulfill his plan. And I'm simply declaring over you for your 2024, there's a supernatural favor, there's a prosperity, there's an abundance that is reigning over your life. I'm declaring for your 2024, man, that if you'll if you listen to me as your pastor, I love you so much, man, I really do. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying my best, man, to just stir you to understand that if you're willing to do something different next year, give God more to work with next year. If you're willing to, to allow yourself to shave off the stuff that God's been talking to you about already, man. Get over into his presence. There's a favor that will hit your life. It'll cause everything you need to be attracted to you like a magnet, man. You're going to see blessings just showing up out of nowhere. I didn't even pray for that, and boom, it's showing up. Why? Because God's trying to put his people on display, not so we can be glorified, but so that we can lift up his name. We can glorify him in everything we do. And God simply needs for you to believe it, expect it, and start looking for it. In fact, if I was you, I'd go ahead and lift up my hands now, begin thanking Him for an amazing 2024 in the presence of God. I'd start thanking Him right now. Go ahead, open up your mouth. Father, we thank you. Come on, Father, we praise you. You're good. You are good all the time. Come on, lift up your voice and bless Him. Come on, lift up your voice and bless Him. Lift up your voice and bless Him. Lift up your voice and worship him Hey, we bless your name, Lord God Hey, we worship you, Jesus
1: Oh, we magnify your name, oh God Come and lift up your hands in this place And worship the Lord, we worship you, Lord Oh And I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah
0: assignment January, really for the whole year. It's not just to teach you about the presence of God, but to take you to the presence of God. So come every week just prepared. I've got a message ready every single week, but we're going to see what God says, man. Sometimes the reason why people don't go to the presence is because they don't really know what to expect. And my goal is to get you addicted to the presence of God. See, Jesus said this, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. The way the world has taught us is this, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I don't believe he said it that way. I believe he said this way. No, if you, if you just learn how to love me, <laughs> oh, you'll keep my commandments. So if you learn how to love him so much and enjoy him so much and tap into his presence so much, the rest of the world starts to fade away. The stuff that had you bound and had you feeling guilty and confused it loses his power when you spend enough time in the glory of his presence so we're going to go there we're going to watch God do a transformation on the inside of you and if I were you I'd be so excited about it I'd go ahead and give him one more praise Thank you. Thank you. Woo! I better be glad I got another service. I got to get in here, man. We might hang out for a while. (laughs) Bow your heads, if you would, if you're in this place and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray for you. I'm not saying you're a bad person. You could really be one of the nicest people in the building. You could be one of the nicest people on the whole block. But being nice does not earn us salvation, does not gain us heaven. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The good news is Jesus already shed his blood for you and me. Whether we ever take advantage of it or not, he's already paid the price. And so what God is doing is that there's one more gift that you forgot to open that was under your trees. the best one of all, the gift of salvation. It's Jesus Christ. He himself died, paid the price for your sin, and God is offering you the free gift of salvation. But just like any gift, one person can offer it, the other person's got to receive it. So if you're in here today and you've never opened your heart to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I want to pray for you. And can I just tell you, God is not asking you for a vow of perfection. He's not asking you to promise all the stuff you'll stop doing. What he's asking you to do is take his yoke upon you and learn about him. And if you'll commit your heart to him, if you'll surrender your life to him today, right there where you are in the room or online, God will change you on the inside. Then he'll take you by the hand and walk you into a brand new life. So I'm asking you, ma'am or sir, young person, if you're old enough to understand me, you're old enough to say yes to Jesus. So if you're in this room or if you're online or if you're in one of our overflow rooms, And today, right here in this moment, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, just raise your hand. Don't slow down and don't try to think too much about it because the devil's going to try to talk you out of it. As soon as I get to three, if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to shoot your hand up as high as you can. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift up your hand. Thank you. See that hand there? Beautiful. Thank you. Another hand right there. Come on. Who else? raise your hand. You're saying, yes, I want Jesus. Yes, I'm ready to surrender him. Thank you. See that hand there. Thank you. Another hand there. Thank you. See that hand right there. Come on. Who else? All over the room, hands are going up. Thank you. Another hand right there. Anybody else in the overflow rooms over there? Anybody online? Just raise your hand. We have team members in the other rooms. They'll acknowledge that the hand that's there as well. Anybody else who say yes to Jesus? Anybody else ready to stop fighting and use this last day of the year to surrender it all to him? Anybody else before we pray? I'm not going to call you to the front right there at your seat I'm going to lead you in a prayer beautiful every one of you that raised your hand I want you to say this at your seat say dear God in heaven thank you for the gift of Jesus I know he died for me and paid the price for my sin but I know you raised him from the dead and he's alive right now so Jesus come into my heart now save me forgive me make me brand new I surrender my life to you for the rest of my days and according to the Bible I am born again. Amen. Come on, Impact Church. Help us celebrate one more time.